Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world and welcome to the bloody awesome movie podcast spoiler minisode or smile. Yes, the recent horror film from Arthur Finn. We are going to spoil the heck out of it. Who is we? I am Matt Hudson from what I watched tonight.co.uk and joining me as ever from across the pond is a man who always makes me smile anyway. John Burke from BurkeReviews.com. How are you, sir? I am doing very well, sir. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight to talk about the spoilers for smile yes well uh anyone who listened to our non-spoiler episode will know that we were both very much up on this film very positive considering that we both were pretty down on the trailers for this film but the the hype started to build and the marketing started to get better and better and suddenly word of mouth spread that this is quite good and yeah we both enjoyed it go listen to our non-spoiler episode it's really good but uh john then we both kind of felt that the spoiler episode would be crucial for getting our kind of bigger thoughts on this film because it's a very hard film to talk about without going into any spoilers. So uh, what are some of the spoilery things that you couldn't mention on the non-spoiler? Um, I think the the general idea that um, she, the trauma, we did mention the trauma, but that um, the creature, if you will, the demon, the entity, the spirit uh, travels through someone's shared trauma and everyone we we learn about this chain of trauma um and and like see like how it's continued um everyone seems to have had multiple trauma so like it's it's like they had unresolved trauma from before and this newest trauma is like what sets them off it seems to be the pattern that we get at least uh unofficially but officially um and i really i thought that was powerful and you alluded to mustache um oh which yeah. I love how he managed to make, like, I forgot the cat was missing for a moment. And then I was like, oh, my God. It just what's in that box? It. You know yeah. what's in the box. As soon as she gives it to her nephew, you know damn well what's in that box. Yeah, and it is so well done and so horrifying. And then when she's, <laughs> like, she's clearly devastated and also, like, begging everyone not to think she's this monster who would give her nephew a dead cat. Um, but that's and the question, pa- though, John. Yes. Who did it? Because I kind of joked to myself that, oh, this demon must be really good at, you know, wrapping gifts up because he did a bang up job of rewrapping that present. But then was it a demon or was it Rose? And she just didn't know she was doing it. I think she did it. Um, There's a lot of examples in the film where she like almost blacks out essentially, like, or she'll Mm -hmm. wake up suddenly and she's somewhere. She doesn't remember how she got there. Um, Not too many of those, but that is, it's shown a few times and, I think the predominant one is when she goes back to the hospital and she thinks um, the guy is yelling at her, but he's just laying in the bed sleeping. Um, Cause in her head, he's this whole thing occurred. So she, she was wrapping a present and then uh, the alarm goes off, but I'm guessing she'd already killed the cat at that point. It was, it was already in the box, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's a question. It's, a, it's an interesting question, which for me, because you can, um, when we get to the third act they kind of tip it on its head and be like actually yeah there's, there's something here but um it, it kind of got me thinking in retrospect about the film was you know how, what was this her along was was there actually something but i think the finale actually kind of wraps that one up quite well though i did have a few issues though with the the portrait with, with the the rules of the game where so the game oh. the, the film where for example there's a excellent scene 
with um, the therapist, Dr. Madeline Northcott, played by Robin Weiger, who, after a botched attempt to go and visit her at her home that her husband set up, and, you know, she was quite rightly angry about, you know, this kind of intervention being set up for her. The, um, the, the therapist turns up, sits down, she starts talking to her, and the phone rings. And who's on the phone? The real Dr. Mel- um, Madeline Northcott. I thought that was a sensationally well done. So good. Yeah. But it, the, it kind of ends with like an Alien 3-esque moment where you've got Rose pushed up against a wall and the the demon is, you know, clearly yeah. grabbing her. And, t- and then it's kind of smash cut to the next scene. And, you know, what what, what happens? You know, where, it, 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 can this thing physically harm you? So Why didn't it? Do, you know, I just kind of that I did think was a bit jarring. David also had an issue with that moment for me because the scene that follows turns out to be a dream sequence. Um, but not, you know, like she like fantasizes stabbing that same guy. I mentioned, I think Carl or Greg, or I forget his name. Um, she fantasizes doing that fantasizes is wrong, but she, it seems like we watch her stab the guy, but then he starts smiling and laughing. Yeah. And then Cal Penn rips his face off. Um, Cal Penn's really cool in this movie, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he rips his face off, and then she wakes up, and then Cal Penn's at the window. Um, I, I to me, it's it's clearly it's it's not capable of hurting her in a traditional sense mm-hmm. because it is psychological and it feeds on fear to me. Like so, or not just fear, but it feeds on trauma. But it needs you to be worked up at like at extreme. Like it can't just take you. You have to be completely destroyed before it moves on. Like it's. I guess if you think of it like a parasite, it has to drain every last ounce of trauma out of you before it will move on to the next victim. And, and that's where it follows, the influence of it follows is there where you, you pass so, a curse on, essentially, yeah. I don't... I've only seen it follows once, but I had issues with it for a similar reason, in fact, because mm-hmm. it lays out at the beginning very specific rules where this movie does not. The movie never gives us an official, here's mm-hmm. how the monster works. We get some deduction of what we think it is, but we still don't fully grasp it. They don't try to explain it. They don't give us the lore. They don't find like some book that has all the answers in it or some, (laughs) there is a survivor, but even he is like, I only know what I know. And it's that there has to be trauma, um, which we all had already deduced that there had to be trauma. She, uh, and it follows, we're told like it, it goes right for you. If it gets you, blah, blah, blah. And that's what I hate about that movie. Cause it says it goes right for you. There's a scene where it's on the roof and I'm like, but she's, that makes no sense. If it's going right for you, if it's beelining towards you, which is what we're told and it follows, why is it on the roof? And then second, there's a point in that movie where it gets her, it grabs her by the hair, and then it just tosses her aside. And I'm like, beach, no, right? yes, it's on the yeah, beach. Yeah. And I'm like, no, she should be dead now because you told us that's how the rules work. So you violated your own rules and i hate that about that movie because it's like look you decided to write those rules don't write those rules like don't include that in the movie and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be fine with whatever happens because i'm not expecting but when you tell me it's gonna do a and then it does b well now you've lied and that's not storytelling in that way i think that's what this movie does so much better is it doesn't give me rules in which i can then judge it now I can question the actions. Like, I think you and David brought up a good point. It had not bothered me the first time I saw it. David goes, oh, why did it just cut there? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have a good answer for that. Um, And I watched the scene and I'm like, well, maybe because we go into this inner, like, visual sequence, but maybe not. Maybe that's just a cop-out and maybe it should have 
given us a little more there. Um, and mm-hmm. it, that might be right. There might be an additional scene that we lost. Um, and it sucks because that sequence is so good that it does maybe feel like we should have at least some way to like dispel it or something. Maybe Joel shows up or some, something should have happened for us to understand why she didn't, uh, like die there why didn't she kill herself right there or why didn't she go to the hospital and kill herself if that was because we're told the monster takes them over which we literally see at the end of the film which is so horrifying and very much reminds me of hereditary in that sequence with the partly because of the fire and the dark but um that why didn't it take her over right there because she was pretty gone at that point like she was pretty Mm -hmm. uh alone and and desperate there was no one else now there was no one there for her to kill herself there but if the next scene she goes to the hospital and either tries to murder and or kill herself which does seem to be what her plan was but then she doesn't do it so like the monster clearly hasn't taken over yet so like why did it wait there's those are questions that i think are unanswered but a sequel with joel being our protagonist (laughs) could be interesting yeah the film could be bad I think the film clearly set up for a sequel. I'd heard that the test audiences didn't like the original and end, original ending, which wasn't kind of sequel bait. Whilst I liked, the th- I did really like the third act of this film. I've seen a few people have issues with the actual look of the, the demon and you know the visual of it, and you know the fact that way it enters through a mouth. I thought that was excellent. I was like, "This is yeah. I'm eating this up." This is I did not expect to see this kind of firstly level of. Uh, decent imagery but also like graphic nature in a low budget film or film like this it caught me by surprise i loved it but my only only issue with the ending and it's it's minor john it generally is it's not a it's not a deal breaker but i think but and take it if if now i know clearly that they were going for a sequel they really wanted this to do well to get a sequel i think a better ending for me would have been kyle gorner's character not just standing staring watching rose as she's about to set herself on fire i would have preferred it so again, it would have been just as much of a downer if he had forced to shoot her because he's a cop, let's not forget, and he's clearly armed and they don't usually have any hesitation shooting people. Um, I would have preferred it if he shot her by then kind of ending the curse because it, she didn't... Mm. It, it, she, she, it can't be passed on because she didn't commit suicide in the trauma oh. aspect. Yeah, he still lives with his own inherent white but, trauma now. But see, I think he would have still got the, the creature because I, I, the suicide is not the thing it's trauma and i think shooting the love of like i think he's still in love with her so i think shooting her would have would have still traumatized him as bad where the creature still would have latched onto him Um, that would make it more make sense in but in my that was the only thing i thought i was like he's just kind of standing watching and it's going on a bit like the end of the force awakens to kind of face off what's going on for a bit too long i thought you're gonna Mm. do something or i I, listen i get it if it was me there you would be standing there thinking what the hell is going you know jesus what's going on but it went on a little bit too long, but I, I, I liked it though, John, like the third act, I've seen people say this was more of a letdown because of that. I don't think it was. I think the third act was very well done. Even the, even the fake out where we think that she has, you know, she's, she's burnt the, the demon, which is kind of like a manifestation visually of her mother in a weird kind of way. You think, oh, you know, she's burnt the house down. She's burnt the memories. It's gone. She's, she's, she's moved on. And we find out that she hasn't. I didn't mind that the fake out because the dread that we mentioned on the non-spoiler episode hit hard then because that's when I thought she's not making it out of this. If in the fake out she did in the real one, she's not making it out of this film, John. And, and she didn't. And it got a very kind of like St. Maud vibes from the ending. Um, but no, I, I think I, I liked the ending of this film, JP. And yeah. 
uh, I also mentioned that I think I really like how they showed restraint by just not having everyone smiling. You see it a few times, and sometimes it's on like CCTV or something, but it wasn't like this constant, oh, look, there's somebody yeah. else smiling. That when you see it, like in that great in- intro, you know, you feel something, don't you? Yeah, big time, big time. But no, there's, there's, a, there's an awful lot I liked about this film. Sosie Bacon was very good. Uh, Kyle Goulnut was very good. Um, the Yeah, that scene with um, Mustache mustache the Cat was, <laughs> you know, oddly hor- hor- horrifying at the same time. I was, I was like in. But there's a great jump scare as well with one of the ones is, um, one of the ones is spoiled in the trailer. One of the best scenes in the whole film is ruining the trailer when her sister comes to the car. Yeah. And her head just bang. Why the hell did they put that in the trailer? Because people would have lost their mind in the theatre over that. Yeah. Uh, there's another one with um cowl at the window that was very good but it's the it, the best one of the best ones was talking sound design was when she's got headphones in and she's listening to the audio on her laptop. oh yeah that one john that got everyone in the audience yep. yeah because it doesn't come where you expect it like you're expecting exactly. it in the headphones and then it's like nope it's next to her it's it's right there oh even the when the first night she's back at the house and like she sees I don't know if it's supposed to be her mom or it's the girl who killed herself, like mm-hmm. in the like in front of her countertop, like just standing there. And then like the the fiance like scares her and she drops the first wine glass. Like that's just like the the creepiness of it. Just in the like you can just see it, and you're almost like it's one of those things where like is that just like the wood grain of the door or mm-hmm. is that a face? Like I can't. It, I'm pretty sure it's a face, but no, no, it can't be a face. And like you're you see her thinking that and you're thinking that because like anyone who's ever been in the dark you've probably looked at an object and gone is that an alien i think that's an alien i'm pretty sure that's an alien and like it hits that so well where you're just like that's scary and then when she listens and that scene happens yeah oh man i jump a couple times even um the monster at the end there's a moment uh where i like jumped and i knew it was going to happen and i still was like ah um the second time so like the the scares in this do work too but yeah, no, the scares, I think, were so well-crafted. And like you said, uh, we mentioned on the non-spoiler that they don't often always come at the moments you think they're going to or there'd be a, a scene of sustained silence and you're waiting for the jump scare. And actually the scare comes when it's an abrupt cut to the next scene and a phone rings or something and it just catches you off guard. I think it's really well-crafted. It's, is it perfect to me? No, not entirely. But I think it's very, very good, mainly because they treat their gimmick for want of a better term with respect they yeah. treat the audience with respect they've got good central performances and you know the meat and drink of a horror film is the scares and i think for the most part almost all of them are very well done john yeah and it feels like this director is versed in the genre not quite uh to like the jordan peele level but you clearly see the influence and the respect of the genre you know that it, there's a function for it yeah, and you could, for me, it, it felt like Parker Finn was, you know, really wanted this to feel like a grounded horror film as well. Despite the kind of supernatural elements, there was a focus on the characters here to make, and some of the best horror films out there are, you know, drama or character first and then scare second. And I think this one is pretty effective in that rope. I agree. Well, there we go, JB. Is there anything else you want to add on the Smile Spoiler Review? No, I'm good. I think that's. Uh, I think we've covered this film quite a bit, actually. Uh, we, if you haven't seen it though, which silly for you listening to the spoiler episode, but go watch it. Yes, I agree. Go and watch it. Go check it out, and hopefully, you'll be pleasantly surprised, like we were. But that's going to be our spoiler review on 
Smile will be back again next week with a non-spoiler review of Amsterdam and and I'm assuming a spoiler review too, depending on how that film goes. But we're very much mm. looking forward to that film. Uh, hopefully, it'll be very good. But if you want, if you like what you've heard, uh, please do uh, tell the world about our show. But you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter at bamp underscore podcast, b a m p underscore podcast. Uh, on Instagram, John, we are at bloody awesome movie pod. Uh, Facebook, we're on Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. If you want to find me online, you can do what I watch tonight.co.uk and just search what I watch tonight across all the socials and letterboxed. And where are you, John? I am at burkreviews.com and at burkreviews on all the social media platforms. Yep, and I uh, will tell everyone again go check out John. He's the man. Uh, and again, if you do like what you're hearing here, please do leave us a five star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice and tell all your movie fan film friend people out there about us we'd love their ears on our show as well however with that stay bloody awesome and keep watching movies